This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Beth Ann Nichols covers the game for Golf Week and GolfWeek.com. Beth is the president of the Golf Writers Association of America, and she was at Pine Needles last week for the U.S. Women's Open. It is a pleasure to welcome the now multimedia star, Beth Ann Nichols, to the Augusta <laughs> Golf Show. How are you, B.A.? I'm, I'm good, thank you. There, I'm good. There I am, flipping on my TV before the golf tournament, and there you were on the live at set for Golf Channel, contributing to their coverage. I know you've done that before, but man, you were like front and center. Was it fun? It was fun. It was fun. I mean, honestly, like whether I'm on it or not, I just think it's so important for the LPGA to have live from, you know, on the set at, at, at their majors. Obviously, this is USGA run event, but one of the LPGA's five majors and Anytime I think live from is there, it's all those all those extras surrounding the television coverage that I think are crucial to to developing the audience. Not a major until Brandel's there, is it? No, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time I've been on the set with Brandel, so you should see all of the legal pads of copious notes and charts and all the things that he's he, he's jotting down. It was fun to to watch him work up close. I thought you were going to say hair product there for a second. <laughs> um, no, you know he 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 takes he studies a lot. He does a lot of he homework. does he does a ton of homework. Um, there were four of us about twenty five miles away playing golf last weekend. So, in the spirit of full disclosure, I did not see an awful lot of the coverage. But looking at the tournament every now and then, and dialing in and checking the web, seemed like Minji Lee had it well under control. It you know I, I, I shouldn't almost. Tiger-like, she looked pretty dominant. Did it feel that way there? It it absolutely did. It felt like it was all in in Minji Lee's hands. You know, no matter which way it was going to go, it didn't seem like anyone else could could really you know catch her or impact her. Especially the way the course was set up in the final round. You know, the way where all the the whole locations were, it was really tough to go low on Sunday. Nobody could really make a charge. So. It was going to be Minji that was going to have to slip, and she just looked so rock solid, so unflappable, uh, you know, throughout you know the course of the entire championship. And and you know, it's like now that she, you know she's added some distance in the last couple of years, some significant distance, and and now that she can be a little bit more aggressive, you know, when she wants to be, and and has that that extra gear. You know, you combine that with the already, you know, calm, cool demeanor and, and beautiful iron game. And, you know, it really just seems like she she could really contend for number one in the world. That That's what I think we walked away feeling like, you know, we've just seen her, you know, take another big step toward that. Well, they mentioned second major, but the, the sneaky news in that was she's won two of the last three majors. Absolutely, and and the other one was a lot more dramatic, and that she came from seven back and and ultimately won in a playoff, and for a long time had been the best player on tour without a major. So, uh, you know, are these the proverbial floodgates opening? It kind of seems that way, but well, uh, you know, I'm sure Jin Young Ko will have an answer shortly. Yeah, it, it's the question we always ask after after a major win: is this is this going to set her? trajectory off in some some orbit um you you probably mentioned this in one of your previous answers but what's 
What's the most impressive part of Minji's game? You know, I just think her, her, first of all, her golf swing, my gosh, is it beautiful? I mean, it's just, it just looks so effortless, and she creates so much power now with that effortless-looking swing. But, I mean, her irons are just so, you know, she's just, I'm sorry, that's my email going through. That's fine. <laughs> that, little, that little thing, but she's just so... Uh, so unflappable, you know. I mean, you just—it it just rarely seems like she's, you know, miss hitting shots. So uh, her ball striking, and sure, a long way of saying her ball striking. But, um, but you know, the, one of the huge storylines throughout the week was the crazy ten million dollar purse for women's golf. You know, almost double the purse of last year. And you know, as much as as Minji's running away from the field, the race for second is really where the drama was starting to unfold as it was the first time in, in women's golf history that the player who finished runner up would earn over a million dollars. So hugely significant sum of money in the women's game, given that no one had crossed the million dollar mark to this point in the entire season, even mm-hmm. though Jennifer Cupcho has won a major still hadn't won more than a million dollars. So, uh, so that was where it really got interesting. And of course, Mina Haragai ends up finishing second and, She's a player who only a few years ago was, you know, cashing $2,000 checks on the Cactus Tour and, and struggling to keep her tour card. So uh, a huge feel-good story there. We're talking with Beth Ann Nichols here on the Augusta Golf Show. Uh, golf course venue, Pine Needles, looks spectacular. Uh, the, the, the dates and, and the venues are set well in advance. At some point, does the USGA come back for a fifth time? Goodness, I would think so. I it, it just the, the crowd support was fantastic. You know, I, I think you know the scores were low. I think maybe maybe they'll set the course up a little bit differently next time if and when it it this championship does come back, which I have to believe it will, because Peggy Kirk Bell is is such a legend in the game and has done so much for women's golf at Pine Needles with her Gafari camps and of course. Pine Needle is the first venue to host four U.S. Women's Open. So I, I really think that the USGA building just broke ground earlier this week mm-hmm. on, on their second headquarters in, in Pinehurst. You've got to think they go back to Pine Needles, just given what Peggy Kirkbell has meant to, to the game. And, and it's one of the few places that you can point to and say, you know, this is here because of a woman <laughs> in the game. But but they do, BA, don't they don't they struggle with the fact that the, the tournament will also be at Pinehurst. So essentially it's it's coming back to that region more even more often. Right, at number two. And I, I, I will tell you that I used to be in the why is it going to Pine Needles? Why shouldn't it always go to number two camp? Because it, you know, I, I that's the course that everyone knows, right? Everyone knows Pinehurst number two and that's where the men play when they come to a US Open. And there's going to be another back-to-back, thank goodness, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a few years' time. But um, at number two, and that, that's so crucial to the game. But at some point, I would like to see them come back to Pine Needles uh, just simply to carry on the legacy of Peggy Kirkbell and so that future generations you know, know who she is because I think it's so important to celebrate these women and, and these pioneers in the game. I think we've had this conversation before, but with the announcement last week, uh, Michelle Wee West kind of saying her goodbyes to to the game with this U.S. Open, says she'll be back for Pebble. So you reflect back on this career, 
What's the first mm. word that comes to mind? <laughs> I hope she's not listening. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, the first word that comes to mind is that is that she underachieved. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I'm, I'm sad to say that because she's so much more than that as a person and a player, and and, and she has meant a lot to the LPGA. You know, over the course of the years, she's she certainly you know will be looked upon as a legend in the game. You know, with with all of her escapades against the men, you know, and and, and all the eyeballs that she brought to the women's game because she played against the men, because she tried to qualify for the the masters and, 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 and the, the U S open. But at the same time, we thought she would be, you know, the tiger woods of the LPGA. Was it fair to keep that kind of expectation on her? That's obviously questionable, but, uh, but certainly thought that she would, she would win a lot more than five times on the LPGA and that she'd have more than one major championship. So, um, you know, but at the same time, I, I think we we can still celebrate all that she has done in the game, and I think all that she will do because I I do believe her when she says that she really wants to to impact the game going forward. And and look, she was the only I consider her to be the only household name in the U.S. in terms of current players on the LPGA. Where if you ask somebody who doesn't follow golf you know, to name one player, that's the one player they could name. And, and I, I you know, and, and so now you ask yourself, well, who fills that void? She's Beth Ann Nichols. She is the president of the Golf Writers Association of America. Uh, covers the game for Golf Week, golfweek.com. Uh, thank you. As, oh, how's my girl? How's she doing? How's Molly? Oh, Miss Molly. She's, she's doing wonderful. She's mad at me right now because we have a wonderful handyman here helping us out with a few things and she's sitting in the crate. <laughs> oh, I understand. Uh, I appreciate it, B.A. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. <laughs>